This is a Sarkarigans Media Group production. Y'all, gratitude this week, sunshine. I am so grateful that spring has sprung here. The sunshine does something to me. Like the sun rays, the UVA, UVB, vitamin D. It just, the way it just reaches in and touches the depths of my spirit to brighten me up and just wake me up. It is like no other medicine. Laughter and sunshine, I feel like is all I really need. This is why I need to move. I need to be around sunshine, like not 24 seven, but seasonally I need summer all year round. It's just, like I said, something about it that even if I wake up late, even if I don't get a good sleep that night, I wake up, crack the blinds open, and sunlight is streaming in, baby, it's going to be a good day. Like, already, offer it. It's just, I don't know, I've always been like a child of the sun, if you will. I've always found the sun just re-energizing and refreshing, and it just sets my mood for the day. Like, it just sets me up for success. Like, it's going to be a good day period flat out like there's no there's no changing that so I am so excited that like I said spring has sprung we didn't have to wait till May June here for it to happen um I just yeah grateful to mother nature showing up and showing out again because we have been trying her as a planet the last like few decades and yet she continues to show up for us so thank you I see you I appreciate you yeah I'm just so grateful for that y'all um And just a little better life tip before we move into the rest of the episode. If you're finding that you're struggling with like anxiety or, you know, you've been really down lately, you know, still see a professional, but start practicing gratitude by writing down three things you're grateful for each day. I did this last year when I was really struggling with like anxiety and I hadn't really dealt with anxiety um, up until that point. And it was debilitating at the time. I couldn't go to work. Um, my therapist she was like I want you to write down three very specific things that you're grateful for each day do it with intention and with purpose and I did and as she said you know the science behind it because she knew I was going to ask is that you cannot be experiencing and practicing gratitude at the same time that you're feeling anxious or down or depressed or anything else you you can when you're doing your journaling or writing down the three things you're grateful for that's your present so that is what you're focused on at that time which is why she says also keep it detailed so you maintain that focus and the the intention is on the gratitude and what you are grateful for so I encourage you to try it see if it makes a difference for you but to round it out again um grateful for sunshine so glad it's back like direct I'm like one of those plants direct sunlight water like every couple days good to go that's that's really it that's literally it so bring on spring hopefully a warm spring bring on summer and let's get into the episode All right, y'all, I am back. It is another week. This is the voice of Megan Better. Welcome to The Better Life. (sighs) Y'all, it's going to be an episode. This is going to be a doozy. You know what? Let me not say it. Let's reframe it. Let's be positive. It's not going to be a doozy. It is going to be excellent. Um, It's something that I'm very passionate about. I've written many papers about different parts of this episode. Uh, so without further chatting, talking, introductions, all of that, 
let's just get into it. You probably don't know what it's about based on the title. If you read the show notes before the show, don't spoil it for yourself, but let's go. So now that we've gotten gratitude out the way, uh, let's get into the episode. So part one, or I guess the initial part of this episode, we're going to talk about bodies. We're going to talk about body, yaddy, yaddy. We're going to talk about what it means for women, what your body means, what puberty means. We're going to talk about how how we are sexualized. We don't sexualize ourselves. We are sexualized at a young age. And because we have come to understand that as being normal, and it's normal for us, in turn, we start to normalize being viewed as sexual objects. So I'm going to be like, yeah, you're wild and that's crazy. Stay with me. I'm going to break it down. Um, But that's part of it. And then some of us also, it either goes that way or because we are sexualized at a young age, because we're bodies, then we are, we internalize that as shame. So we'll start back at the very beginning. So I was younger. I remember um, I got boobs, chest, breasts, whatever y'all want to call it. Um, I got those very early. I remember specifically being in grade four and knowing like I didn't like this. And it was very uncomfortable and it was very strange. And I knew I needed a bra kind of, but like my mom wasn't ready to get me a bra. Um, but I just, she did training bras, nothing. Mind you, like I really, I didn't need a training bra. I don't understand what the point of training bras are. They're like junior sports bras and you don't need sports bras or a bra if you don't have boobs. I don't know why they're a thing. That's weird to me and gross. But anyways, so grade four, I had full fledged boobs, like real boobs. And so I had the boobs, so I was like, okay. So it, it really wasn't talked about in my house, so I was kind of like it. And then, so we go to grade five. Um, I can look back at pictures of me, and like my mom was like, we, she got me, I don't even, they weren't even like training bras. I don't know what they were. They just weren't for me because I needed support at a young age. Um, so we fast forward to grade six. She finally gets my first bra, and it's like February. So at the beginning, and then so my first bra, I I remember we were in La Senza in McMack Mall. Um, we went there. The girl measured me. I tried a bra. It was a thirty six B. Um, now some of y'all out there like, wow, damn, I wear that now. Yeah, no, that was my life at uh twelve. I wore thirty six B. Um, and she was like, no padding. She's a child. The woman's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I had a, a no, like a, just like a, pretty much the bra is just lying. Like it's just a regular bra, no padding, 36B, which was nuts. Um, So I'm 12. So I go back to school the next day with like a proper bra now, proper bras. And like now boys are like being different towards me. And they're like, all they're doing is making like jokes about my boobs and having big boobs and melons and like all kinds of weird stuff. Granted, nobody touched me, um, but they would just always make it a point to talk about my boobs at that point on. And then gym class became like a whole other issue because they'd always point it out. It was just really weird because they like their behavior towards me changed after that. And I'd like to point out at this point to no fault of my own. Not, there's nothing I could have done to have them not point that out about me. That's just my body. And this will be a reoccurring thing throughout this show. There's nothing I could have done to change it because it's my body. It's how it was made. It's my DNA. It's however humans came to be God, whatever. It, that's just how I was designed. So that's fine. So everything's good. Everything is good up until then. Um, 
and then I go to grade seven. So my grade, like grade six here is the end of elementary school. And so I go to grade seven, I go to a completely different junior high. It's not a feeder school. So it wasn't the school I was supposed to go to because it was just wasn't the school I was supposed to go to. So I went to the junior high in the area and there was more black kids there. And that was important to my parents at the time. So we moved to that school. And if you all see pictures of me now on my Instagram, so a picture of me probably like 40 pounds lighter, 40, 30, 40 pounds lighter with just like same curves, just like smaller. So like I'm, I was the same height. I've been five, three, I think since I was like 11, 12, I hit my height, my, my height. I peaked really early. I peaked at like 10. I was this tall at like 10 and that was it. And I thought I'd get another growth spurt and no, didn't happen to me. So that was kind of the beginning of it. Now things were kind of okay until probably midway through grade seven. And then that is when rumors started. So people started rumors that I was having sex, um, doing sexual things with boys in the school. And I wasn't. And when I asked a girl why, she said, oh, you just look like a freak. You have the body of a freak. You have a bum. You have boobs. Um, So, yeah. And I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, no, that, well, whatever you're hearing is not true for one. And two, why like that doesn't the logic behind it I could not understand it it was seemed so backwards and so foreign to me that that would be how you like one plus one equal two for them it's messed up so so that was good and then kind of it got progressively worse after that especially with school so like midway through probably when I went into grade seven so the same clothes I was wearing grade six my mom would not let me wear in grade seven and she said because they were too tight and too revealing now mind you in grade six I still had the same body granted grade partway through grade six I got a new bra that was I got a sorry I got a bra a proper bra and it was new but that was the only difference so I guess if my boobs aren't being supported then I'm not I'm not wearing revealing things but once my boobs became supported then I was wearing revealing things I don't understand it was like it was it was I just like the logic in my head I was like bro that makes no sense but Santa became we got into this internal, well, not, we got into this battle, my mom and I, probably from grade like eight until grade, I don't know, 11, 12, even beyond that too, she'd say things about what I wear, which I talked about in a previous episode. And a lot of the issue, like especially schools, that's what really gets me is in schools, most of the clothing rules are for women or females, not for males. There's no clothing rules around males at all. Like, I don't know of any. I think it was like, you can't sag your pants. That was targeted to black people, but black men, I should say. Otherwise, um, all the rules, like, what was it? The four Bs. So why is it that when young girls start going through puberty, you know, yeah, you know, you're young, maybe, I don't even know what it means when they say you're starting to get hips. What the, what is that? Anyways, like, oh, cover up, um, in front of like cover up in front of like your dad or your brothers or your uncles first of all that shit's weird and wild why do i need to now cover up in front of the the wild the crazy one to me is brother and father that's nuts because like what so why like why and you know what it it normally comes from women as well and that's why we need to like start training up our daughters better but and they'll say cover up in front of someone so don't be wearing no small clothes. It's like, bro, why are they looking at me? I'm a child. Like, are they pedophiles? And like, nobody knows. Like, you don't know either. Why are y'all telling people to cover up that young? 
And then once you start to get older, like you become a bit older, you become a young woman, you're really starting to go through puberty, period. And now you're starting to get boobs or whatever. If you are one of the, I'm not going to say fortunate because having boobs at a young age is not fortunate. It's, it's quite honestly, it's trash. It's not fun. But you start coming into your body and then you start being shamed for it. And like I, so the part of it, like I've talked about some of this before, not in depth like this, but it's, it's a very mixed messaging because you're taught like to love yourself. You're beautiful, la la. But then as you start to become yourself and grow into yourself and grow into your body, you're then told that like, you know, your, your body is inappropriate. Your body's not, your body's not acceptable or we need to cover you up to make it more presentable. And it's like, okay, well, I was told to love myself all these years. And now I'm being told that like, I can't love myself. Well, I need to love myself this way. So it's okay for everybody else, even though it's not okay for me and it hurts me. Like the whole entire clothing, um, the clo- what is it called? The clothing rules dress code, like I said earlier, is designed for like women or females. It's not, it's not designed for um, men. It's not men. We don't police men's clothing. But there were the four Bs, four Bs, S and S, or the S and the four Bs when I was growing up. So it was um, breast, belly, breast, belly, back. So that meant like lower back and bum and then s for shoulders so like you couldn't wear tank tops um in my junior high or high school it was against the clothing rules for girls because it was too revealing um i think i want to say i think they had something for boys where like boys couldn't wear muscle tops and i think that was just because they called them wife beaters not because they were revealing or they te- female teachers found it too hard to not stare at young boys that's a problem y'all why are there dress codes for children in school to be less distracting to the teachers? And now, as far as, the, as far as like girls like wearing spaghetti tops, or whatever, being distracting to boys, yeah, because your hormones are raging. You're a teenager, of course, you're going to be distracting to boys. Boys are going to be distracting to girls, or if you're straight, I'll say that because somebody's going to say, "Well, not yeah, okay, not you." I'm going to talk from my POV, my perspective, my experience that that shit's always been so wild to me i was like so y'all are just hiring perverts so now not only do you have perverts at home in the family that we need to cover up for we have perverts at school that we need to cover up for because clearly they can't do their job if there's an underage person in the room with the four b's and s showing it's just way too much too much temptation i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to jail because i want to have sex with a minor bro those people should not be hired why like that's insane they should make teachers take tests. They should be showing like children underage and they should have them hooked up to some sort of machine, some sort of machine that like measures when like your heart rate spikes. And then if your heart rate spikes, when you see these young children um, in clothes that are designed for children, can't be a teacher. Now I know you're a pervert. Goodbye. And you're probably like, that's so simplistic. I mean, maybe I'm sure there's something more um, advanced or more like savvy that could tell that would be like more detailed, but start there at least because that's nuts to me and I always found that so baffling that they're like oh well you can't wear these clothes because it's distracting for teachers and I'm like bro why the hell are teachers looking at students anyways yeah you have to look and see if they're present but like why are you looking at them in that manner to determine that that's distracting why is a a child's shoulders so distracting for you as an adult why what's so sexually 
appealing about shoulders? What's so sexually appealing about adolescent breasts? Shit's weird, man. It's weird. It's, I don't get it. And then we shame kids, like, we just shame young girls into covering up their bodies after, like, a decade, at least, of them being told to be proud of themselves. And, like, they're wonderful, whatever. And and then we go to that. Baffling. Like, it really, it doesn't make any, ugh, it's so backwards. Being, I said, there's, like, perks to being a woman and, like, as far as that. But there's things that, like, people who aren't women will not understand. And let me see, there are things about being a cis woman from birth or being a woman from birth to, like, into young adulthood that some people won't get as they have not been women from birth until adulthood. And the experiences that they won't have. But, so yeah, that's probably less private. And then let's talk about the curriculum in schools. I'm hoping it's changed now, um, but I don't know. Someone can tell me. But when they start teaching puberty, or sorry, let me skip because it's not about puberty. When they start teaching about sexual education in schools, when I was going to school, and they were talking about, you know, when you first start having sex and like drugs and alcohol and how it's introduced to you, there was always an emphasis placed on um like man men women interactions and how like women when they're at parties need to be careful about how they act so that they don't get taken advantage of when you take advantage of somebody it's because you want to take advantage of them and the person that you're taking advantage of typically doesn't know they're about to be taken advantage of because that's the point of the sicko who's doing it they don't know that they don't they know that they're going to like take advantage of somebody the person who the victim or whoever they don't know you know what they don't know because there's nothing they could know about there's nothing they could do differently to make sure that they're not taken advantage of because the person who's going to take advantage of them already has it set in their mind that they're going to which is why that conversation about if women just did this didn't wear that did this then they wouldn't be assaulted simply put shut up that's not how it works at all but yeah so in school they're talking about drugs and in the beginning of like sexual interactions they're saying how like if women women who go to parties like if you drink too much you, well you need to be careful to not drink too much so that way a man doesn't take advantage of you and i'm just like so now we're, we're starting rape culture off early now we're just like we're we're victim blaming early we're setting the foundation for blaming women who are victims of sexual assault physical assault um we're blaming them early we're putting and then you kind of go further from there and we start looking like if you get older and um, because personal development in relationships is not really mandatory past like i think junior high you can take it if you want to but it's not required like it's not a it's not part of the curriculum and then after that they kind of you start still seeing like what they call boys we boys and doing things and then continuously blaming women for it it's like oh she she was drinking um so like I you know we thought it was okay but like she said yes la 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 no that I that's no that can't be an argument the only way that could be an argument is if we're both equally drunk in that case like no and I'm not advocating for rape when I say that I'm just saying if both people are equally drunk both people can't really give consent both neither party can ask for it and neither party can properly give it and that's that now if one person is drunk and one person is not that's a different story because now you're knowingly asking a question when people don't have all the faculties and a lot of times they'll blame it like I it's a crazy the stories you'll hear because a lot of the way that we think of rape culture could simply be changed if education was changed and I mean education at home and in schools so instead of teaching people 
instead of teaching women to be careful about what they wear or to not be out late at night alone walking home or to not go down dark paths or to always have a flashlight on the keychain or the fact that there's a rape whistle on my keychain because they, they were giving them out during frost week one year blows my mind and it's because we don't teach people not to rape we teach people to not be rapable as if that's why the statement that if you cover up it'll be okay it doesn't doesn't it's not applicable rapists don't care what you're wearing they don't they're going to rape you regardless that's you could be wearing a potato sack you could be you could be wearing um a jogging suit you could be a stud rapists will rape you because it really has nothing to do with what you're wearing or how you look it rape is about power um some people might find that problematic what it is what it is it is about power and that's why there's nothing victims of rape can do for it have not to have happened it doesn't matter if you you didn't it wouldn't matter if you drank less it wouldn't matter if you wore something that covered you up more it wouldn't have mattered if you were a loner with somebody else they don't care and so if we start educating young men and people about behaviors and about consent and what consent actually means and what it looks like then maybe we wouldn't have all these issues maybe we wouldn't be where we are right now in rape culture because it's really simple and some people don't understand the concept of concept consent so i'll break it down because somebody sent me one example one day so consent is like if your friend comes over for tea and you you know you say oh do you want tea they say yeah sure so instead of you going ahead and asking the person who said yeah i'll have tea instead of you saying do you want milk or sugar in the tea you just add milk and sugar to it and give it to them and then tell them to drink it instead of just saying hey do you take milk or sugar in your tea and waiting for a yes or no you just assume that they do and then pr- proceed that's consent it's simple it's short it's effective imagine that Hey, do you want this and this in your tea? Yes, I do. No, I don't. And then you honor that. So people say, oh, consent's consent's complicated. No, it's not. It's very simple. I just gave you all a very clear, simple example. But we need to teach our children better. We need to do better because it's not hard. It's very simple. And again, this education is at home and at schools. We can't simply rely on schools to raise our children. And I know that's easier said than done because I don't have kids and that's how some of y'all feel about it, but it's true. You have to, you have to raise your kids. Shocker. You need to teach them things that they either are going to teach them in school or maybe they're not going to teach them fully. And consent is one of those things and not shaming young women for their bodies. Cause we'll get into like my personal experiences uh, and story time with this, but it, y'all are messing up a lot of young children, a lot of young girls because of how y'all think to raise them and a lot of it is like things that have been passed down which I said which is why we need to start raising our children better because people who don't have kids it starts with them when they have kids of of doing it different and doing a better job of it because I'm damn sure not gonna tell my daughter if she's wearing leggings and a t-shirt to go put on some jogging pants so her uncle doesn't get excited her uncle can't come around my house no more it's that simple i don't care if it's my brother i don't care if it's her father's brother you can't come around here no more bro and if i hear that come out of like a male relative's mouth of mine they need to go cover up there's men here but guess what you and the men who feel that way gotta go because now i know y'all are perverts now i know that you've already now you've told me that you can't control yourself 
around an adolescent or around an underage child. And I'm I'm not playing there with mine, y'all. I'm not going to say sorry because I'm not. It's just crazy to me that people just accept those as social norms, societal norms, norms in your family that like when old, once you reach a certain age, you got to start covering up more because you're forcing people to try to apologize for a body that they didn't ask for. These are not surgically enhanced bodies. These are not Kardashians. These are women, children, women, children, girls with bodies. And do you know how weird it is to be going through puberty and adjusting to this new body you have and then at the same time being shamed for it and you you don't have any control over something that you're being shamed for? It's not a nice feeling, like I said, and it's very confusing and it hurts. And you create a lot of issues with women and young girls behind that. That's I mean, that's where you get, you know, the eating disorders from. That's where that's when women, the foundation for what their ideas around sex are and sex being a shameful act that starts then as well. And that's when like self-hating body image issues come in. Because in turn, you, you can't tell somebody to love themselves and tell them to cover up at the same time. And when I say cover up, it's not because they're naked. I'm just saying you told you're telling them to cover up because you've now sexualized their body. They didn't know that they were a sexual being. They didn't know that they could be sexualized. They don't kids don't even understand what it means to be sexualized either. And the way that and because that's what you're doing, they don't internalize that. They internalize that as that it's something wrong with me. So maybe if I do this, then it'll be better. And then now now you're creating people pleasers. So maybe if I do this, they'll be better towards me. If I do this, it won't be, um, I won't be treated this way. Maybe if I do this, they'll like me. If I do this, I'll be able to come around here. It's so damaging. It's so damaging. All right, let's take a break. I'll be back with story time. All right, I'm back after the break. Hopefully, y'all got something to eat. You got something to drink. Um, okay, so let's get into story time. And I started to get into it at the beginning of the show, but then I was like, Megan, shut up. We have to stay there for story time. So growing up, like I said, I was well-developed early. Um, I was a brick house stallion. So that's why my exes used to call me a write-down stallion back in the day. And for people who are from where I'm from, where you hear write-down stallion, I'm sure you know exactly where he was from. Anyways, <laughs> so um, I got a lot of pushback in school, especially junior high and high school. Um, I was told I needed to cover up because I was distracting to teachers and students and, you know, it's a learning environment. Um, so because that, I had told I needed to cover up my body. That became frustrating. And it was literally, I remember the, your shorts had to go past your middle finger. So if you stand with your arm straight at your side like a friggin' soldier, your shorts had to be where your uh, middle finger ended. So if you had long legs, that really wasn't fair. Or I guess, sorry, if you had short legs, it wasn't fair. If you had long legs, you know, whatever, good for you. Um, so I often wear shorts. It gets hot. I'm a child, remember? So I'm under 18. I'd wear shorts because they'd be like, you need to go home. Or you need to tie a sweater around your waist because you need to cover up your behind. And I'm like, but it's going to show anyways. That was my whole thing. You're always going to see my body. Like those of you who have seen me in person or on, I like there is no hiding my body at all. I don't know why people think you can do it. You, I absolutely can't. It's always going to be there. 
because I have one of those bodies. I have curves. I knew when I was younger, like, my, my, my mom took away all of my quote-unquote tight clothes because she said they were too revealing, um, and she replaced them with all baggy clothes. And what that signified to me was that, like, my body was something, like I said, to be ashamed of and to keep it covered up because any any issues that I would have as a result of attention because of my body would then be my fault. So if I covered up, if I made sure nobody could see my body, then it would be okay. And I would be okay. And I wouldn't be put in dangerous situations, especially when we went to family functions. They'd be like, oh, go ahead. Look, you got that big behind on you, la la. And I'm like, bro, I'm still a kid. Like, why are y'all being weird about this? Like, I... You guys gotta stop with all this, like, big behind, la la la. There's a joke that, like, people on a certain time of family, like, they call it the so-and-so behind. Because we all have a shape. So if we all know we have a shape, then, like, what is the big deal? Why are we making a big deal out of mine? I look like my mom did, probably when she was my age. And that's her business, just like it's my business. Just like it shouldn't be any of yours. And again, it's not, it wasn't my fault how I looked. Absolutely not. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. My mom is still a day to, to this day a brick house. It's not my fault that I come from greatness in people's body goals. That's not. That's absolutely not my fault. I hope my daughter looks just like me, and she shuts men down just like I do and did until she finds the right one. I'm not gonna get in here talking about my daughter can't have sex. I don't want none of my kids having sex early, but that's not what this conversation is about. So let me just, anyways, she took away all my tight clothes. And then there was a point in time where she would tell me that if my, I could tell if my clothes were too tight by how they fit on my thighs. So if my clothes were tight and like, so, you know, you're running your hand from like your, the side of your stomach down to your hip bone. And you know, when you get to that, well, some people, some of y'all don't have a crease and that's too bad. But that crease from where like my hip kind of meets my thigh, like it would like, like it humps out, like it, like it comes up and over almost like when you're trying the letter h you go down and then you come back up then you make the hump to start making the h i got that little hump there right that little eat the crease that intersection and she said if you wear pants that show that part of your leg they're like your leg she was like your thigh should be going straight down my thighs will never go straight down because i have body out like i had it's never going to go straight down and i really thought that like it was supposed to like internally I was just like something's wrong with my body like if I lose weight maybe like I won't have that that hump there I won't I'll like that I'll be able to wear the clothes that I wanted to again and as I got older I was just like no ask this like this is like this is my body and you gave it to me so for you of all people to be like that I don't get it and it and now I will say I don't know if my dad was like this I don't I don't think he was like he really wasn't really concerned about what I was wearing like that um, to my knowledge, I don't know if he was saying stuff to my mom, maybe behind the scenes that I didn't know, but like, I just, I, I just, I don't know. He just wasn't like that. So he just, yeah, he never really bothered me about that. He'd always like, he'd always tell me I was pretty. And like, no matter what anybody says, don't let people like try to talk you down or say anything to you. Like you're a beautiful girl. You call me pretty girl. You call me princess, all these other things. So like, that's not, that's what I grew up knowing. And then imagine like being a teenager, like flourishing, starting to come into your own and this. And you know, like I was been through other stuff. My parents, like they wouldn't let me wear makeup. And they were like, makeup's for adults. You're not an adult. Like don't do that. And I would get grounded for wearing makeup. So like that part I kind of get. And I'm thankful for that because you all see my skin. My skin is 
pretty much perfect like it's not like it's not perfect perfect but it's it's pretty it's like 93 percent in loading and i attribute that to them not allowing me to wear makeup at a young age and clogging my pores but also i don't know how to wear makeup to this day like i don't know how to put foundation on properly like there's some nights where like i do a good job and some nights i'm like i'm just gonna take all this off and go a bare face because i can't but they were they were in line with that because they didn't want me growing too fast they knew makeup could like make you look older than what you were so to speak and I already looked older than what I was because of how I was shaped and like I said so my mom took me all my tight clothes she made were literally boy clothes y'all when I was younger I remember wearing like exco like short suit like the short suits that were for boys like the top was like a jersey and the bottom was like big shorts and this was back when like them franchise boys like everything was xxl so like I was I just and I felt stupid because I was like bro I look like a stud and there's nothing wrong with being a stud if you're a stud but if you're not it's weird like the low-key like she made me culturally appropriate stud culture and so I'm out here all cute in the face feminine in the face and I got these big baggy clothes to hide my shape as if like the jersey didn't hump over my boobs and the shorts didn't stick over my bum was there's no hiding my shape period period there is like there isn't one at all and so that part always like it still gives me to this day because i know like i remember how damaging it was and i talked about part of how damaging it was on an earlier episode but like like this is just how black women how I was made and I remember I really thought something was wrong with me and again that was coupled with like the education that like you know if women act if, if you act a certain way as a girl and you just knew that then like it's not gonna happen to you and I was like well here I am I have these messages that like my body is too grown for me or, like it's too shapely I need to cover it up and I need to behave this way and then if I do all that these things won't happen to me and like that's that that's not the case at all. I mean, in my experience, that wasn't the case. Like I said, people people who want to harm you are gonna harm you. They don't care what you're doing, what you're wearing, what you look like. They're just gonna harm you. That's what they do. So, um, they like I said, stop trying to police people. And that's why, like I to this day, I'll go and do things. Like if I have to run out somewhere in the dark, I'm just like I'm gonna go out. Like I'm not gonna not do something because I'm a woman and I could be alone at night again you're you're telling me what i need to do to stop the problem so i don't get attacked but the issue is the attackers not the people being attacked and that's what i made a post i reposted something on instagram today it said like telling telling black men to comply with the police so they don't get hurt is like telling women to not wear certain clothes so they don't get raped it's the same thing we're focusing on the victims and victim blaming in turn and not the people the assailant, the abuser, the person causing or inflicting the harm. And that's if society can reshape the focus, and not even society, if parents can reshape their the children's perspective to get away from that and focusing on what's okay and what's not okay to do to other people, we'll be fine. It Honestly, it'll change. Like I said, it takes a generation. It's new people, young people. We just need to do it differently and do it better. And that's, again, that's the point, like I said, everything with me, Megan Better, Better Life. It's not, that's why it's not the best life because again, that define that implies there's an end destination. Better means always improving, always trying to get better, do better, be better. And that starts with like wh- how we teach our kids and what we teach our kids. So 
yeah, I'm going to keep going on at night. I There was a time when I used to work until midnight, y'all, and I didn't have a car. And I worked across town. So I'd have to take the bus home. If So if I was able to, like, use some time I had saved, I would get off at 11. I would take the bus over town. And then, I like, back of town, to town's, like, my place. I'd have to get off at the top of this hill, which is probably, like, a 15-minute, 15, 15-20-minute 15, walk from where my house is. So I could either walk all the way down the hill and then onto my street, or I could walk halfway down, take a path, and cut through. Now, of course, people are like, oh, you shouldn't take the path. Someone could be in there. I Why do I have to put myself in danger? More danger. I, I'm not putting myself in danger. Let me rephrase that. Why do I need to waste my time? So that an attacker doesn't attack me because me, that man could, whoever, if someone's in a path waiting for me, chances are when they see me finally get on my street from the pathway, they could still just attack me then. It's 12 o'clock at night. It's still dark. So that's what I'm saying. Like people making all these suggestions. Well, if you do this, do this, do this, it's not going to happen. How about we just talk to the people who are doing the shitty things and tell them that, hey, that's not okay. Instead of telling the people that are being attacked hey, don't do that because maybe then they won't attack you. Bro, if it's not going to be me, it's going to be somebody else until we start dealing with the people doing these things to other people. But, oh, that shit gets my blood boiling. It gets my blood boiling. Well, maybe you shouldn't be there. And if you weren't there, bro, so now now I can't do nothing. So y'all want us to live like like COVID times, pre-COVID times, so we didn't get hurt. And y'all think that's 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 mental illness. That absolutely mental illness. And this is the people making laws and passing bills, y'all. These are the people who are teaching your children, your children. It's mind-blowing to me that we persecute people who have already been let down by a system that's supposed to protect us and already been traumatized. And then on top of it, we go, well, if you just would have done this, it wouldn't have happened. No, it never happens that way. It never works out that way because, like I said, people want to harm you, always going to harm you. And we need to stop shaming people, especially women, for their bodies and body types. Like I said, because that whole, I, I need to go back to school thing because that's what really gets me. Like, then people are, you're sick. If you're telling young girls to put on more clothes so they don't distract the teachers, then they're sick. Like, get them out to schools. They shouldn't be around kids anyways. Because I'm waiting for the day my daughter comes home wearing normal kid clothes, shorts and t-shirts, shorts and tank tops in the summertime when it's hot outside. Well, oh, so-and-so, they said, um, I can't wear this the next time. If I wear it, I'm going to be suspended because it's too revealing and distracting. I'm be like, well, let's go up to the school then. And I'm going to ask the principal, then say, so is anybody here a registered sex offender or pedophile? And if they say no, I'm be like, well, then why, like, why does she have to change? why and then i'm gonna go then we're gonna go around each class i did that one time they tried to suspend me in high school because my shorts were short too short mind you my bum cheeks were not hanging out they were just short by like the hand standard and i said okay let's go around let's go find some white girls with equally short shorts let's all go home together how will we all go home let's all go home but no see we didn't all have to go home only i had to go home because you know my body was more developed than theirs. My body was different. And a teacher broke it down to me. One teacher told me he was just like, he's like, I know you hate the rules. And I was like, yeah, I do. It's stupid. And then he's like, he's like, it's only because you are more developed than those girls. And I was like, I'm not more developed. It's not like we're still developing. Like we're in high school. Like this is it. Like this is it. Unless we gain weight or have kids, like our breast might change. But otherwise, like this is it, bro. This is the body. And he was like, it's just because you are a more like curvier woman. So because of that, 
like they're going to say stuff to you first. I said, well, like, I don't care. I'm not changing. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And y'all, this shit followed me up into adulthood, into one of my jobs. So I had a job previously where like, you know, we had, we could, you could wear casual clothes if you wanted to. So I did, mind you, no leggings, couldn't wear leggings, you couldn't wear leggings. Mind you, people in the office wore leggings, but they were the unattractive people. So nobody cared if they wore leggings, which is bullshit as well. That's, people also talk about, oh, pretty privilege is privilege. There is a such thing as like also fat privilege. And y'all don't, y'all are not ready for that. And that's not fat shame people, but like, there's such thing as like either fat privilege or like ugly privilege or things like that. And I know like you guys might say, oh, like you're complaining about petty stuff. Like you're really mad you couldn't wear something to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they tried to write me up for it. I'm, you're going to write me up because I'm distracting at work because you can't do your job. Fuck Odie here. Part of my language, if my mom is listening to this episode, but like she knows how I feel about this stuff. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's anyways at my job so I, I'm wearing normal jeans y'all can go to my Instagram it's down in the show notes and look at the kind of jeans and stuff that I wear the clothes that I wear there's things on my Instagram that I, I wear to work some of them I wouldn't but some I don't so I jeans is like the most kind of casual you can get you can't wear jogging pants you couldn't wear leggings anything like that so I'd wear I was wearing jeans to work and one of the managers went pulled aside the senior manager and told them that uh, my clothes are too distracting and that I need to like be spoken to about my clothes and so the senior manager went to my manager and told my manager to have a talk with me mind you again it wasn't because of any skirts or dresses I was wearing it was because my pants were too tight sorry my jeans were too tight and y'all know jeans don't really show off the full ass anyways because they're jeans and most jeans at least around here aren't designed for black women or curvier women and I'm not I just don't like buying jeans like that online because you just don't know and it's such a hassle to return them. But anyways, and he talked to me and had a long talk. And again, he said the same thing my teacher told me back in high school. Like your clothes are like technically they are fine. They fall within the rules. It's just that because you're like a more um, voluptuous woman that they said it's distracting. Ma'am, what? Ma'am, ma'am, say it to me one more time. So I said that and I'm like, okay, but like you and I belong to the same minority group here. So like if I'm a woman in there, shouldn't you be sticking up for me and being like, yeah, okay, like that's not an issue. Like that's not her fault. No, of course not. Of course not. And mind you, the manager who told on me didn't play for my team, if you know what I mean. So the fact that you're saying I'm distracting, like, bro, find some business or you know what? Better yet do your job since we're all at work do your job because most of the day I'm not even standing up or walking around I'm at my desk so why like oh, all that shit grinds my gears about clothes and like I said it's because I've personally been like told about it I'm not gonna say attacked because like it's it's not attacked I wasn't like harmed in any way but because I've been dealing with this for so long, like whenever the competition comes up, I'm just like, okay, well, let's go look at other people who are wearing what I'm wearing and let's go see if they're distracting. And then they then they feel stupid because it's stupid what they they're you're wasting my time now. And I always tell everybody, when people ask you stupid questions, don't answer them. Ask them stupid questions back. They're like, Well, do you think what you're wearing is, you know, against and I'm like, Well, do you think it is? Let's look at the coat let's look at the clothing, the dress code now together. Let's go through the office. And they never want to do it. They're like, well, no, it's not about other people. It's about you. No, it, it, but if it's not about me, it's about the dress code. And the dress code applies to who? Everyone. So, like, no, let's go. Let's, let's go look at it. Let's go look. 
because I'm definitely like I'm definitely snitching if people try to get me with the paint in regards to clothes no we're all going how about that we're all going home today so you're gonna lose you're gonna lose money today you're gonna have long wait times we're all going home because if if somebody who's fat can wear leggings and not be spoken to why am I getting spoken to because I'm wearing jeans it's not my fault that I have breast hips and thighs it's not my fault I have a pretty face it's not my fault you don't know how to do your job and can't be distracted. But I have ADHD and I'm not that distracted by any fine looking man except for like Mr. Man. But that's a different story. He's just fine. So it's different. But I've never been in a job where I found it hard to do my job because there was an attractive man on the premises. And maybe he wore like a really nice tailored suit. And I was like, mm, his shoulders just look so right. And like I can what no when I'm someone who go, I go to work for work like straight up every time I'm at work I'm not even at work to make friends I'm not at work to kiki with y'all I'm at work to make my money and go home so then I can like have more free time to do what I want but I'm not I'm not at work looking at nobody else paying attention to nobody else I have time I'm not even trying to talk to some people I'm just trying to do my work and get over here and the fact that y'all just want to nitpick and bother people and focus on the clothing is beyond me because we're all adults so yeah I um that part always bothers me and again it's I was listening to a different podcast um black girl brunch and they were talking about how like you know how your body looks can even make it hard when you go to like an interview so like if you go into an interview and that you're you can say you're interviewing with like a woman or a white woman or what have you and you know you try to you dress as professional as possible you have on like a tailored suit blazer pants a three inch heel apparently four or five is too high for an office it's inappropriate weird foh like anyways and they're like judging you because like they're looking at you and although your suit is is not tight it's like i said properly tailored you can still see the curves and then now you're being judged for it because it's distracting it's like bro I'm, i've i followed all of your rules all the rules and you're still trying to get me out the paint that says more about you and them and the system than it ever will about me. Because, again, people can't choose that. Well, some people can choose their bodies. But, like, I didn't choose this body. And it's wild that some people pay for it. And I don't even get paid off the one I have now. But that's a different story, a different episode. But it's it's not my fault. And we need to stop making, no, we, y'all need to stop making people feel bad for how they look. And, and stop penalizing them for how they look as if they can control that. Because, again, it doesn't matter what some people wear. Their body's going to show, regardless, like me. Your body's always going to be out there if you wear certain clothes. And that that's just the truth of the matter. Like it or not. So you need to stop shaming young girls, especially, and, like, young boys, too, I guess. I don't know that men that really go through the same, like, oh, you're starting to develop muscles. You know, cover up your biceps. I don't ever hear that. I never hear that. Puberty is encouraged in boys. And it's shamed for women. Men start growing hair, like facial hair, and they're like, oh, you're, you're becoming a man now, la, 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 la. Women start to develop breasts. Oh, you need to start wearing bigger t-shirts. You know, it's it's inappropriate when you're around. So, bro, get out of my face with that. You're not going to praise my brother and shame me. And that's I'm not saying like me specifically, but just in general. That's just crazy. And you create a complex women because now women are constantly thinking about their bodies now and they should be having fun because they're children, they're adolescents. So like people need to 
people just need to start thinking more about that and what the long-term effects are people need to treat well i mean kids are an investment but like people really don't treat them like investments parents don't like you need to think of what what are going to be the long-term effects of this decision or this trade because when y'all do trading you be like okay i did the research i know what the effects could be i know how what the return could be i think i'm going to do it do y'all ever make a poor people trade do y'all ever make a, a purposely poor trade you're like i i get like long-term effects are gonna be bad if i do this but i'm gonna do it anyways no because you want to keep your money and you want roi sorry you want to return on your investment so if you think your kids that way you know if i discourage them i decide to do that what's going to be my return on investment piss poor i can tell you that now if i encourage if i pour into this child if i invest long term what's going to be my return on investment extremely high very profitable very rewarding it seems you know, it seems so simple to me. Apparently, it's not simple to everybody. <sighs> I wish I could insert the clip of Megan's song. I don't think I can for copyright. We'll see. Maybe I'll DM her. But it's just not fair. Like I said, it's not fair. And like I said, I'm not whining about it because it because it does create like a larger issue. Like I said, it feeds into rape culture. It feeds into body image issues. It feeds into um, eating disorders it feeds into body dysmorphia it leads into like that kardashian stuff more or less like bro it's just it's just so weird like people just need to do better by like girls and young women because y'all trying to make them feel bad and shame them is not is not the move at all and y'all need to like really stop and think about what you're doing to them and be a part of the solution not the problem and stop like I said, if y'all have perverted uncles, stop bringing them around your kids. Stop making your kids cover up. That man's going to be perverted regardless. Okay? Thank you. And if teachers are telling your kids, your daughters, your sons, that what they're wearing in school or not wearing is too distracting to the teachers, call the police. Them niggas are pedophiles. Okay? Niggas are pedophiles, for sure. Like, oh, people are so, I remember thinking, I took shop class in grade 12, right? for shop like auto body shop like you know i know how to change my own tires all that stuff if i had like a jack i could probably do my own oil change filter change whatever whatever and i remember he told me because there were two girls in class and he told me he's like don't either of you ever come here in, sh- in short shorts so i don't care how hot it is outside he goes you put on a pair of pants y'all mind you we had to wear coveralls in the class anyways so like we still had to put clothes on because we're working in the shop like we still had to put on coveralls so I was like, bro, if I got to get dressed again when I come here, why do I need to wear pants under it? Like, anyways, anyways, I'll leave y'all with that. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you've experienced that. Let me know if you have children, if you plan on teaching them or, or doing things differently with them. I hope you will after this. I hope you consider how you start treating your male children and female children when they start going through puberty and adolescence. I hope you don't shame one for their body and praise one, praise the other one. And I hope you just t- talk to them and check in with them. Like, is anybody making you feel weird about what's going on? Like, I know it's uncomfortable. I know your body keeps changing. I know you don't know what's happening. I know it feels weird. I know you have emotions and hormones that go on with this. But like, how are you? Like, are you feeling okay? It can be tough to be a woman. It's tough being a man too. Don't get me wrong. It's it's just different struggles, and I'm I'm not gonna engage in a struggle the struggle Olympics with y'all. It's all it's all hard. Some just some effects can be more damaging than others. Some can be more long lasting than others. But 
it is hard when society is set up to harm the to reharm the person who's already been harmed versus just teaching the people inflicting the harm to do better and be better okay so goals for this week so i guess we'll reflect by last week so last week my goal was to do yoga i did complete that four nights oh yeah four nights um not all five but that's because i did a boot camp on uh sunday which my god and then monday like was really hard to to move um really hard i did like a workout monday night too just to try to shake like just get my body going again which helped but holy that was I was your girl was in pain your girl was tight in places she didn't know she was tight in but I'll be back at that boot camp again this coming Sunday um y'all need to check out Joy's boot camp I'm gonna put that in the Instagram show notes but goals for this week so I've also I've been continuing to continuing to make my bed when I get out of it in the morning that's a big one for me because I hate it I haven't found like the goodness in it yet but I'm, I'm actively searching and digging for y'all I promise new goal so mm, new goal this week this week I'm really just gonna like I'm really working on saying no so that's really gonna be it I'm just gonna be telling people no and sticking to my no and y'all are like that's easy some people find it hard to have boundaries and like people are trying to you know creep in and not um respect my boundaries recently and so they're going to have a tough time when I'm like, remember when I said do that and you've been pushing? So here's your reminder, like, don't do that. No. And just so y'all are aware, no is a complete sentence. You don't owe anybody an explanation. You you can maybe give them one if you want to, but you do not owe it to anybody as far as why you cannot do something, why you cannot show up somewhere for them. It's just no. It's just No take time for yourself and you know practice your boundaries or you know your guidelines for your life whatever you want to call them you know enforce your life contract if you need to but just my my goal for myself this week is just going to be saying no and taking time and holding space for myself I uh I have on my days off I have an up I have a massage coming up I'm looking forward to it um I can't wait for my sister to get better and be healed so she can you know, give me a massage and I can tip her with iced coffees and pay her with that instead of paying like a hundred some bucks. But anyways, back to what I was saying. Goal this week is to going to be enforcing my boundaries. Well, continuing to enforce some of my boundaries, but enforcing ones that people seem to have, you know, had a tough time with respecting and saying no. That's it. Simple. No, no, thank you. I won't be there. No, not today. I cannot all of that just no period I cannot period not today period not I'll let you know not I'll think about it not maybe and then say no later just no and you know what if you say no and then you decide you know what I can what a great surprise that will be for them but you know what it does for you it it gets rid of all that like oh I don't know I said I would go and now you're there and you hate that you're there it gets rid of all that live life on your time and your terms it's, it's simple to do, and you can do it without hurting other people either, which is the greatest part of it all. It does not hurt other people. When you live your life for you, 
and you respect yourself because when you respect yourself you do end up respecting others i want y'all to know that so what are y'all's goal y'all's goals for this week uh let me know put it in the comments in the show notes wherever not that you guys can't put it in the show notes put it in the comments <laughs> and let me know what your goals are for this week and i'll see y'all next week until then this has been the better life i am megan better follow me on the socials which are in the show notes let's have a great week